0: Welcome, welcome to my limited view. view with Sergio Novoa and Vanessa Wilkins, where we share stories and expand our views. I flirt with my therapist. Stop giving Stop your love. Giving your love. Giving your your this love. one time on Muni, your parents love you. He was my first. Life is good. It felt like home. Secrets. We all have a story. What's yours? What's yours? What's yours? What's yours? What's yours? All right, you guys. Welcome back to my limited view. I have a very special guest coming in today. Uh, he is Dr. Carlton. He's known as the butt doctor or the butt ceo i thought that was my title but it turns out it's not all right you guys welcome our special guest dr carlton thank how you so you? nice to be here thank you for being here how are you doing i'm doing great so how is the tiktok world because you're quite popular on it
1: um you know tiktok has been it it's been quite a ride um it, it started off kind of by accident um i uh got bored during the pandemic my kids are on tiktok and i thought well let's see what thought, let's see why they're on tiktok all the time what's so great about it and i turned on my phone and 4 hours later i looked up and said oh shit i've been on this thing for 4 hours giggling and laughing and you know and so i kind of got sucked into it and after a while i got the courage to start posting things and after i posted a few videos I said, let's take a leap of faith and and uh, do some butt stuff videos. And
0: wow, the response was just overwhelming. I guess people are into butt stuff. Totally. So you're a GI doctor. Now, I've heard of a GI doctor. I probably have been to a GI doctor or have dated some. I've dated a lot of everybody. But what exactly is a GI doctor?
1: A GI doctor is a gastroenterologist. So uh, what we do is we specialize in your entire digestive tract. So, you know, if you're having heartburn, you know, we, we take care of the esophagus. If you're having stomach ulcers, we take care of that. If you're having um, problems with uh, your small intestine, you know, absorption diseases like uh, celiac sprue and things like that, we take care of that. We We deal with the pancreas, we deal with the liver, the gallbladder, We deal with your colon and a lot of what you know a lot of what my bread and butter is is screening colonoscopies to prevent colon cancer so so i do i do camera tests down people's throats into their esophagus and stomach and small intestine to look for ulcers and stomach cancer i do colonoscopies to look for polyps and uh colon cancers and if i see polyps i take them out and people don't get colon cancer
0: Wow, that's that's a very serious thing to do. Wow, you get to see inside people, literally.
1: Yeah, my uh, my friends asked me yesterday how my day was, and I said I did eighteen holes, (sighs) and you know, for most people that's golf, but for me it's a different story.
0: I've only done four holes maximum in one day. (laughs) Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, I have that one. The little engine that could. Um, (laughs) Yes. I, I attribute that to drinking green smoothies and green juices every day, um, <laughs> <laughs> which keeps my digestion perfectly, I have to say. I have a great digestion. I I have a great digestion. Put that on a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> I have great digestion. I consume a green smoothie at least once a day, or I will have an entire head of romaine or a big bag of spinach uh, as a salad every day. So, oh, that's very healthy. Very smooth, effortless. Um, Absolutely. Yet somehow, when I go to the doctor and they put their finger in me, it's never enjoyable. I'm like, "Why is this so unpleasant?" Yet it can be enjoyed in so many other ways when when you do it with other people.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's done with the love and affection by a doctor that it is done with other people. So maybe that's why.
0: That's exactly maybe I just may,
1: maybe maybe we need to be a little bit more, you know kind and compassionate, maybe rub you on the shoulder a little bit first.
0: That's what I told my doctor. I'm like, you're not being as sweet as you are at home now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to enjoying butt stuff, why do you think some people are completely shut off to the idea?
1: Well, I think the, a lot of people are shut off to the idea because of the taboo. Um, we are taught from an early age that 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 sort of thing is off limits are wrong. And everybody's got a butt and there's lots of nerve fibers and nerve endings and a lot of pleasure that comes from down there. And I think because of the religious aspects uh, of uh, that influence a lot of people's sexuality, I think it's it's been off limits for a lot of people. A lot of people think that just only gay people have butt sex. And it's not true. Um, One of the things that really shocked me with my TikTok is that I got 1.4 million views within a week on my first butt stuff video. And I thought, oh, it's all gay dudes. Cool. This is what, this is my target audience. And I looked into the analytics of it later and realized, hey, more than half of this volume is from women and from straight guys who are just interested in it. So it made me realize that there's an immense hunger for anal sex education,
0: Hunger, nobody. pun
1: (laughs) because Because, you know, number one, we're not taught about anal sex in school.
0: Or any sex, really, when you think about it. Sex is something you don't do, you save for marriage. And I grew up in a Catholic household. So sex was never discussed. It's always a taboo. And I never understand why parents do that to their children because as someone who had to peel all those layers, you become an adult and you have shame around sex when sex should be something you enjoy and are excited to do.
1: Absolutely, I totally agree. Um, you know, I grew up Southern Baptist and- So
0: first you have of sex all, with your cousins?
1: We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. Don't, don't tell anybody.
0: Um, um, <laughs> it's our secret. Just the hot ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> I do have a running joke. I said, I went on a date last night and it was such a great date. We got along, we understood each other, maybe because we're cousins, And then the audience reacts, I go, and I go, don't worry, you guys, it's a male cousin. (laughs) Uh, For the record, that is not true. I have not gone on any dates with any of my cousins. (laughs) It's called comedy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ah, so, so, yeah, it's true, though. There has been this taboo. Also, I mean, even the taboo behind pooping.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oprah, Oprah, when I saw this episode of Oprah, I remind myself of this. Everybody poops. The queen poops, poops, Oprah poops, Madonna poops, the president poops. It's like, but I I definitely have a thing about that. Like, I don't want to see my partner or anyone poop. Right. I, d- I can see you pee. I don't care if you pee. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: I honestly, it is one of the the vital parts of our lives. I've, I've taken care of people who are homeless and I've taken care of billionaires and everything in between. And if people could just eat, sleep, and poop normally, everybody would be happy. Yeah. And the you know those three things are so important to people, and people take it for granted.
0: Yeah, but there is a taboo. I mean, I know I have a taboo around poop. I don't have a taboo around butt play, um, right? <laughs> because I read Doctor Seuss and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't dr Sooth. <laughs> it was dr glove um <laughs> no it's true though that a lot of people have a taboo around that and i know i myself having brought being brought up catholic for the first six years of me being out as a gay man mm-hmm. i never tried anal sex in the sense of me being the receiver i was like nope not trying that right but yet i would engage with men who would love it and i remember thinking There's definitely some pleasure in this because people are loving it. And then I realized, oh, I'm going to do this when I fall so madly in love with someone that I want to do this with them. Right. Um, And even that mindset, I'm hearing it now as a grown man. I'm like, oh, it's interesting how I developed this mindset yet. I expect every guy to bend over.
1: Right. Right. So, yeah, uh I mean, you know, hundreds of millions of people are having butts, you know, if not billions of people are having butt sex. And so it's got to be, it's got to be good or people wouldn't be doing it. Right. Yes.
0: And it's true. You did say a lot of men associate, Oh, if I do uh, butt stuff, I'm not gay. Oh, I'm not gay. And I'm like, you don't have to be gay to enjoy butt stuff. It's an absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, people are, are very the, the education level on people with, with this whole thing is, it's kind of shocking and scary. I had a I had a guy yesterday instant message me on, on um, Instagram and say, if I have butt stuff with my girlfriend, does it make me gay? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, just because you stick something in somebody's butt doesn't make you gay. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it, I don't know. It just it's shocking how narrow minded people are about the whole um, concept.
0: Yeah, how uninformed. It's like I always tell them, look, if all you've ever had is apple pie, you don't know how tasty cheesecake can be. Absolutely. Yeah, That's a good like, way to put it. Yeah, it's like I, you know, I remember so since we are mm-hmm. talking about that, um, what are tips that we can give straight men so they can enjoy a little backdoor action?
1: Enjoy giving a little back to reaction or, or save or receiving it or both. Enjoy
0: receiving. And I don't necessarily mean penetration. I mean, like I I've told many of women friends of mm-hmm. mine, they can attest to this. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell them they should eat their husband's ass. Absolutely. And, and, and I tell them, of course, I'm not talking after a long day at work. I mean, just make yeah. sure everything is prepped. And after you take a shower together, whatnot, go to town. I'll like, say you will get a new car. And then absolutely. Some, some mm-hmm. of them came back and they're like, um, he loved it, but I didn't get a new car. And I was like, girl, You must have you must have dropped the ball somewhere. (laughs) That's how I got my car (laughs) from your husband. Um.
1: (laughs) Well, um, yeah. uh, So, if you if you think about the anatomy back there, um, it's it's just a circle of muscle. So the external sphincter, the anus is made up of external the external sphincter, which is skeletal muscle which you can control you can clench and release like if you're going to have you're trying to let out a not trying to let out a fart you can kind of clench down on it so you can control that muscle there's some muscle deeper in the internal sphincter that is smooth muscle which you can't control and you have to relax by some of my other techniques but externally that whole area is rich in nerve fibers I mean really rich in nerve fibers so um, honestly it it is an amazing sensation to have a tongue down there, um, and I agree with you. you. You get them in the shower, you get all clean, then you do it. You don't want to do it out of the blue um, because there's going to be a lot of extra flavor there. Um, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and it's and honestly, it's a lot more hygienic if if they're clean.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's not something you can just decide to now unless you are into like man scent, which some men are. I that, mean, yeah,
1: there's nothing wrong with that, and actually, yeah. people people are, so that's fine. And there are people into a lot worse than that, but, um, and that's their, and I don't judge that, that's their thing, you right. know?
0: There's a shoe for every foot. And
1: if that's if right. not
0: your cup of tea, have some coffee. Right. Um. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, a lot of the women that I know who have tried it, they came back and said, oh yeah, he was squirming. He was doing all these things. And other women are like, oh, he doesn't even let me get near there. Right. So yeah. what do you think of this? If this is a tip I give them, mm-hmm. I say, while well, you're giving your husband a blow job, you put a little lube in your thumb or saliva and you start playing with those balls. And then mm-hmm. you slide the thumb in and just start making a little circular motion. You don't have to do anything crazy. Yeah. And then the sensation of them getting the blowjob, because you mm-hmm. have to wake that area up. Right. I, mean, I remember the first time I tried anything and I was like, how is it that people enjoy this? I don't get right. it. You right. have to wake that area up. I'm like, if you're giving him a blowjob and you're playing with his butthole, it's going to wake up. That's that signal is going to come in. It's like, Oh, we're connected. We are awake. We're communicating. Is right. that a good tip? I mean, that's the tip I give every straight woman.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's a good tip. Uh, you know, you can't just, you can't just jam a finger up somebody's ass and, and definitely you're going to want to make sure your nails are short because you don't yes. want to do any scratch or scrape. Um, so, you know um, the thumb, that's a great, that's a great start. Um, so yeah, um, It at at rest things are really tight down there. So you have to kind of let things relax. You can't just jam it in or you can actually cause a tear or rip in the side of the anus, which is very painful. It's called an anal fissure. And it can put Uh, you out of commission for a lot of time and it can be very painful for a long time.
0: Any relation to Amy Fisher? (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps. (laughs) I'm searching for Bobby Fisher.
1: You you definitely don't want to find this kind of fissure. Uh, Um yeah, ah. so so it feels like you're shitting razor blades when you get a, f- a fissure. So that's why I'm, I, you know, I'm not trying to scare people out of it. I'm just saying, hey, just be careful before you before you just stick something in there. Yeah,
0: so but, ladies, when I play with your mouth, but trim your nails, or and also men don't care that your nails are long. Trust me, I've never met a guy who was like, man, I would have dated that woman, but she has short nails. Men don't care,
1: right about that right, stuff. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the other thing is like if. So if he's on his back and she's giving him head from between his legs, if she slides that thumb in and up, in about two inches and up, that's where the prostate gland is.
0: Two so inches—that's all you need.
1: That's all you need to hit the prostate, honey. Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. So so right there is is where the male G spot is. And honestly, as a as a gay man, and a, you know I, I didn't know what made my eyes roll back in my head until my first sexual partner stuck his finger up my ass and sucked my dick at the same time. I thought I was going to like go through the roof. Talk about heaven. There is There is there there is nothing better than that simultaneous stimulation of the head of your penis and your prostate at the same time. So okay. I, it, it makes me feel sad that a lot of guys have missed that and haven't experienced that because,
0: oh my God, it's the best. It's the best feeling ever. Okay, but have you ever had Dolce de leche from haagen Because that's a pretty close call for me, right? (laughs) I mean. Wait, what kind of leche are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Café con leche. Um, No, it's true. I always tell men this. I say, look, an orgasm, we all know what it feels like. It's good. You can get it done on your own. Right. When you have that same orgasm happen while someone is massaging your prostate, Take that and multiply it. And right. one of the things I take pride in is that whenever I am in my, whenever I am penetrating anyone, I make right. sure that they orgasm first. I'm like, if if I'm going to fuck you, I want to make sure that you come while I am fucking you because you're going to want to do this again. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Something that straight men don't know anything about. But um. right. <laughs> I'll,
1: although, yeah, although I gotta say, as a bottom um uh, for, for 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 the for the bottom i'm not a bottom i'm I'm versatile but um so mean, meaning i can do either one but um if i come
0: that's it it's over
1: uh honey get your dick out of my ass i don't want to you know it, it's it's not a pleasant sensation for you to still be in there I, it, you know more than like a minute i can i can hang on for a minute oh that's but 59
0: yeah 59 seconds longer than me
1: <laughs> but yeah yeah i i'm like get out
0: that is true. I mean, this is another area where women are just superior to us. Right, when it exactly. comes to gay men getting penetrated, now some of them exist and we love them. Most men, once if they're getting penetrated, once they orgasm, they want you out. Yeah. Pull out, it doesn't feels like razor blades, basically. Yeah. yeah. But some of them can keep going. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, we need to be married because this is a talent that you don't see often. It's true. If you, so if you are a straight man who does enjoy or manages to enjoy a finger up there once in a while, and once you orgasm, you're like pull out, that's a normal reaction. Most gay men react the same way. Absolutely. Now, a lot of men, of course, want to do butt sex stuff, want to do butt stuff with their girlfriends. Now, I have read some things, you know, women don't have a prostate. So Mm -hmm. to them, it's not nearly as enjoyable as it is to men. But I've also, you know, there are a lot of nerve endings there. Absolutely. And once again, if you connect the hoo-ha with the butthole, you, you'll you get a little communication going. So are there things, what can women do to maybe discover anal play? Because a lot of them are like, oh, it's too painful. And I'm like, oh, you had sex with a straight man. Because they right. just want to shove it in. And you just can't do that unless you're European. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Going back, going back a little bit on the anatomy. uh, You're right, there is no prostate gland there. But there is a lot of sensation there because there's a lot of nerve fibers. And the urethral sponge for women is kind of where the prostate is in in men. And there's a lot of similar sensation, but not quite the same. So I've talked to a lot of my girlfriends who say they you know, some of them can't come uh, by uh, anal sex, but it feels really, really good some of them can come from anal sex. So um, I think everybody's built a little bit differently on on, on the way they're um, wired. Um, but um, the real key for for anal is it feels a lot better if there's nothing in the in the garage, so to speak. So make sure you kind of clean things out a little bit, douche it out with a little warm water, not hot water, not cold water, but clean out. Um, that that makes it a lot more pleasant because you're not having anything banged up against the side of your rectum and it, 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 it feels a lot better. You're not um, packing other- fudge. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, it, it's irritating, it's painful, it's unpleasant, it doesn't smell good. So it turns a lot of people off. So, and then just the whole, you mentioned earlier, you have a, a thing about poop. A lot of people are really terrified about doing butt stuff because of the whole poop thing. But if you clean out beforehand and you don't eat within an hour, because if you eat within an hour uh, of it, you have a risk of your colon just kind of starting to move because you have a natural reflex when you eat called the gastrocolic reflex, where your stomach sends a signal to your colon to start emptying. So that's like why when you go out and you see people eating dinner at a table, a lot of bottoms aren't eating because they know that, you know, if they're going to have sex in an hour ain't going to happen.
0: So ladies and gentlemen, if you see two men having dinner and one of them is not eating, you know who the bottom is in that relationship.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You're giving away all our secrets. Come on.
0: (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) So So, that is is true. They do have to, so you have to factor in Mm -hmm. what you've eaten, right? You have to factor in the last time you went to the bathroom. Exactly. And then again, you also have to clean yourself out or just shower period. Yeah. Um, and then men have to kind of, in a way, know how to wake up that area for a woman. So a woman can, I always tell men and mm-hmm. even the women who ask me, because I don't know why they think I know about butt stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I always say, take your time. And exactly. it may not work the first time. You may try, you might get a little bit in. And I always tell women, sit on top because exactly. you have full control. You decide when to push, because if you leave it up to us, we'll ram it in there. Right, and that's and that's the mistake
1: a lot of people make. Right there, you you're you you really you just summarized a lot of my TikToks. Oh, because yeah, I should when, do a
0: TikTok it, on butt stuff. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> when it when it comes to a bottom who's bottoming for the first time or who's new to it, um, first of all, clean out. Second of all, good lubrication. I prefer silicone lubric- lubrication because it's slipperier and it kind of coats things a little better. It doesn't gum up like water based lubrication um after you know 20 or 30 minutes um it is a little bit messier to clean up but that you know you just deal with that by you know protecting your sheets and um you know using the right kind of soap afterwards but lubrication so clean out lubrication and then thirdly relaxation so i told you that area is a circle of muscle right so think of it as a clock so if you go if you loop up your finger after you you know cleaned out and lubed up stick a finger in about an inch or two and pull it over to the side at like three o'clock and press up against the side that tiny little circle is going to start expanding and relaxing so that something can go in there so you know after about a minute you can go over to nine o'clock and and press and hold and make it relax. This is, this is a doctor trick that we use um, to make people relax for their prostate exams. And then you could also go up to 12 o'clock and then down to six o'clock after a minute. I think I just made it the sign of the cross. I'm sorry. Um, Center. (laughs) So that, that pressure against that circle of muscle allows it to relax and expand so that things can get in there a lot easier. And I can't tell you how many I've done a, a two minute video on, my Instagram IGTV about this and have had people all over the world say, Oh my God, I tried your butt clock technique. And it's changed my life. I I can I can have anal sex now. And before it just was so I couldn't relax, I couldn't get anything in there. And now it's a whole different story. And I'm, I'm loving life. So that's how you relax things to, to, to get started. And you mentioned very importantly, when you're at the bottom and you're going you know you're not you're fairly new to this sit down on it slowly so you are in control of how deep and how fast it goes in that way you don't get hurt you go all the way down and as far as you can take it and if you can take it all the way down great um the the thicker it is and the bigger it is the harder it is to do this but you know and the longer this takes, but after a uh, a few minutes, you take some deep breaths, you relax, and then you can stay in control, which is hot, or you can let the top take over at that point.
0: This, I think that tip definitely applies to Americans because they need a little prep time. Europeans, they could just sit on it right away. So let me do that <laughs> before they leave their house. So this homework you gave, I have to admit, I've never tried so let's go over this again you stick Mm -hmm. your finger up your butt about an inch or two you said which already sounds very deep yeah Um, and then you go three o'clock and you just kind of hold it for a little yeah yeah.
1: so so you just you keep your finger firm and rigid Ah. and you just press over to the side at like three o'clock so you so it you know it's a circle so it's a clock so you just press up against that side of the circle and keep it pressed you know don't hurt yourself but and also don't don't Press too lightly, but press firmly so that th- that circle relaxes because it's going to relax and open up. Go that's ahead. how when people come into the emergency room with foreign bodies, that's how we get them to relax their buttholes so that we can pull things out. Because trust me, you wouldn't believe some of this, you wouldn't believe how wide it can stretch. I mean, I've seen people take fire extinguishers up their butt. Wow. That's 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 how much it can stretch.
0: That must be so, in the New Testament. <laughs> I, I've so, seen some fists. I've and I fisted a yeah. few people. I always keep my nails short because of that. Well, well well, you know, with the whole fisting thing, that's
1: it's it's one finger at a time. You know, stretch it out and then one finger at a time.
0: There you go, folks. One finger at a time. If you can have a little, why not a lot? Right. Um no, that's true. I mean, I think if people can get comfortable with that, now is does that make them take it a little bit faster or just kind of opens them to so they kind of learn to relax their butthole
1: it just it makes people relax their butthole so that they're able to enjoy it because um the bottoming part of anal sex can be kind of harrowing for the first minute or two
0: I know it can it. be just not for the can, first, just for the first minute or two
1: <laughs> but but once you get things relaxed and and uh, lubricated and then you can start enjoying it yeah, but the, but those first couple of minutes, you know, it takes, you know, it takes some people some time. And trust me, not everybody's after all this, not everybody loves anal sex. You know, there's a lot of gay dudes out there in the world who don't have anal sex, because they just don't like it.
0: Yeah, I've heard of them. I knew a couple like that. I yeah, I find that interesting. Because in the relationships I've been, someone's getting penetrated, folks. Right? Like, I've been in relationships where someone's just getting penetrated. So for me, I associate sex with anal penetration. Blowjobs are like foreplay. Right. And then it's like, that's a given for us. That's like a handshake, you know? (laughs) In the straight world, you may need to convince a girl to do this. In the gay world, it's just, it comes with a package. But the thought of not having penetration sounds interesting to me. And I don't have any judgment, but I'm like, I've never dated someone. And if I did, we only dated for one date. Right. But yeah, I've never dated someone who wasn't into it. And it's true, you can't, um, I did know a guy who had some kind of issue and he couldn't do it because of, he must have had some kind of GI issue.
1: Absolutely, and you could have fissures, you could have bad hemorrhoids, you could have Crohn's disease, you could have had cancer down there. So there's a lot of things that could be going on for people not to want to get in there.
0: Hmm, now you did mention douching, Um, Mm -hmm. I have to admit, I've never done it. Uh, it's not on my list of things I ever want to try. Right. Uh, I've dated plenty of men and they never did it. I have dated some who have done it. Now I am all for things not getting messy. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. I do find something I do not like about douching. And maybe it's the duration between them douching and us actually having sex is yeah. I find they get loose too quickly Huh? for me that's just yeah. I, I don't I haven't taken a survey only to the right. people that I know that I've asked but I find like i I love that they douche so it doesn't get messy but a few minutes in and it's like it's loose in there it's like uh, is that uh my, is it in my head or and it's not like I have I a know. death grip when i you know
1: yeah i i don't i think I think that's probably partly in your head a little bit um uh the hey, um one yeah, more the- thing going on <laughs> damn it yeah, um, so you're right. Not everybody has to clean out. It's it's not. It, and then there's some there's some there's a there's a, a a lot of people out there who slam people for cleaning out because they think, oh, you're destroying your bacteria in your gut. That's terrible. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, as a Mayo Clinic trained gastroenterologist, I can assure you that your colon is five feet long and with the next shit you take, you're going to re- replace your, your bacteria so you don't need to really worry about the bacteria part. It's more about how you you feel as a bottom. If you're a bottom and you can get away with having anal sex without cleaning out, then more power to you. There are people like that out there. Um, a good diet is a lot of it. You mentioned fiber. Fiber keeps people uh, a little bit more regular a lot more regular, actually, and it keeps a lot of the residue from um, sticking around in the rectum and making it messy. So dietary issues are huge um, for people who are bottoms in the long run.
0: Definitely. I think, yeah, I'm most of i doing a quick review of the people I've dated, which is, you know, I can still count on one hand. Um, oh, yeah. You're so, pu- <laughs> you're so pure. Yes. I mean, you know, I'm the everything but girl. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I dated a lot of people who never douched mm-hmm. and it's a timing thing. It's also really you knowing your body. Like, hmm, exactly. you know what? Last time I went to the bathroom, it, it's those kind of uncomfortable conversations you need to have either with yourself uh, or even with your partner because if your partner comes home and he's ready to ram it in and you're like, um, hold up, <laughs> I need to drop the kids off at the pool. Yeah. Like, you have to factor that in. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know so if, it's, if it's the same when they do vaginal penetration. I mean, I'm assuming you can't just ram it in there.
1: I, I think that that's the beauty of vaginal penetration. You know, I, I am a gold star gay, so I can't really speak to that. But <laughs> for the people who don't know, what is a gold star gay? <laughs> it's a gay man who's never had sex with a woman. Now there's a platinum gay who is the gay that has been born by C-section? So it's actually never been in a vagina ever. So I, I don't plus know. plus plus you know C-section plus never had sex with women. So
0: so he's never even touched a vagina. No, that's anyway. a platinum gay. <laughs> so, well, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I'm definitely not a gold star gay. I've had sex with women. Um, and that was interesting. Actually, there was never nothing wrong with having sex with women one because I didn't know any better and two when I kissed the guy I was like oh wait a minute this is a different kiss yeah never had before and then no offense to women I'm sure some of them are really good at it but the first time a guy went down on me I was like whoa wait a minute (laughs) this is a whole new sensation I never felt before it was like beauty and the beast then I was playing both
1: roles. well exactly well you know also when you you have the equipment yourself you kind of know how what feels good so Mm -hmm. I think it kind of adds a little bit of a
0: I don't know about that. I've had sex with plenty of straight men who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, you should know what a good blowjob feels like.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true.
0: There is a learning curve. So ladies, don't there feel bad. There is a learning curve, yeah. Don't feel bad if you don't get it right away. A lot of men don't, trust me, I've dated them. Um, mostly straight men though. Uh, so you mentioned earlier as far as uh, you know, bo- b- bottoms for I'm sure you all know bottom is the one who's getting penetrated. Top is the one who penetrates. Versatile, you flip-flop fun, depending on who, you know, it's all fun. It all depends on what blows up your skirt, but straight people can go ahead, have sex and almost, you know, they could just decide on the spot, you know, as far as penetration, but for gay boys, you can't just decide. A lot of things go into it. You got to factor your diet. You may have to douche your hole. You might have to get the right lubricant, the right timing, the right angle. So there are a lot of things that gay men have to do in order to have penetration. Right. And yet we seem to be having way more sex on straight people. What's wrong with this picture?
1: Well, it, and I guess we just want it more, huh?
0: Yeah, like maybe that's it. Maybe that's also,
1: <laughs> also, men are men are pigs, and if you have yeah. two men, you know, it's or three or four or five, um, <laughs> depending on what you're into. Or six, uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, like that, I said, if you all that testosterone
1: a little, just kind of like makes you, makes you just driven to sex, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like I said, if you could have a little one, not a lot. Right. I mean, Hey, um, now what are things that tops are just, they need to get, what are you finding out? What are, you know, tops think they could just shove it in whenever they want, especially if they've never bought them. I think if you want to be a good top, it helps that you have taken a dick. Absolutely. really understand. Like there was this one time at Bandcamp. camp. Right. Um, <laughs> Don't tell um, me about your flute now. With <laughs> a rusty trombone. <laughs> what are things that tops are not getting? And this could help a top, not just in like male to male, but if you want to have ass play with another individual, male or female, what are things that you should keep in mind? So that person is open to doing it, enjoy it enough to want to come back and do it again.
1: Well, I I think, you know, the number one thing that you mentioned already is you can't just ram it in there. You have to, you have to get it ready.
0: But it's so much Um, fun. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) you know, yeah, uh, lick it a little, play with it a little, you know, get it, get it lubed up and warmed up. And then it it goes a lot, it goes a lot better, Uh, you know, especially just depending on, depending on what you're working with. If you, you know, you may need to like help things get relaxed uh going in there so uh not just ramming it in ramming it in is is number one um secondly taking cues from your partner so like if you see someone is in pain or not enjoying things and switch it up you don't have to stick with one position everybody's curves are, are different some people's penis curves up some people's penis curves to the side some curves down some people's rectums are built a little bit differently than other people, so you have to kind of find the position that works for you. So a lot of people just dismiss anal sex right off the bat because they, they, you know, they they sat down on a dick one time and it hurt, so they just stopped. Well, you know, change the position, go to doggy style, go to missionary style, go on your side. So finding the right position is also key.
0: Very true. I have dated some people that mm-hmm. let's just say the curvature or missed the spot. Right. I had no incentive to want to try it. I was like, yeah, I tried it. It didn't work for me. I was like, then I realized, oh, it didn't work with that person. Right. Um, And I, you know, I'd like most men, I'd like to think I'm fully aware of everything I do. Um, (laughs) And I, I've dated people where I pay attention to that. I'm like, oh, this thing seems to work for them. Got it. Right. And then, you you know, you can't go back to it every time, but you know, it's like, okay, this works, this works, this works. And sometimes a lot of men are not so much concerned about what's working for that other person. They're just concerned about them getting off, which for us, again, we can do it with our hand. No one else in the room, we can get this taken care of. So it is a good tip for people to keep in mind. I don't mean to beat up on straight men, um, although it is a lot of fun. Uh, but straight men, yeah, in particular, need to really pay attention. It's like, whether it's vaginal or anal or anything else, it's like, what's working? And if that yeah. person's not responding, if you're not seeing it, or even just flat out asking, does this feel good for you,
1: Yeah,
0: um, you're not gonna know, or they're not gonna wanna come back and do it again.
1: Or, you know, have a conversation before you have sex and say, hey, what really gets you off? What What feels good to you? What's something that you've always wanted to try that you've never tried before. let's. And if if I'm into it, let's do it.
0: You know, it's interesting. I mean, in the perfect world, that sounds like the right thing to do, but Mm -hmm. I have to admit, I don't know how many people would feel comfortable to speak that freely and say, I really would like you to, or would like to experience this. Again, this is one of those other things that they never teach us. And I think before you graduate high school, definitely college, you should take a course where you develop the tools to feel comfortable asking for what you want and what you like
1: yeah and 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 that goes you know on so many levels not just sex you know we have to learn to communicate better
0: yeah and i think a lot of people wouldn't yeah even if you went and asked that a lot of people may not feel comfortable and sadly they may not even know
1: right they haven't tried it they don't know but but, hey, what's on your mind
0: you know like if no one's ever eaten your ass, you don't know how good it tastes. So I can say this to all the straight men in the out there. If a woman or a guy, because let me tell you that little five o'clock shadow feels amazing around your cheeks. Uh-huh. Um, there's a reason you see a lot of gay men with beards. <laughs> I always tell a mug. That five o'clock shadow on your balls feels amazing. So ladies, l- women are gonna end up growing facial hair. So don't pluck like it. Just rub your chin against the ball. And I always tell straight men, look, hairy balls are not pretty. Let's just face it. The only people who like hairy balls are gay men, specifically older gay men. So if you want your women, your women to lick your balls, trim them. Do a little yeah. manscaping down there. I don't like it when guys overdo it. Like I want you to be somewhat a well-maintained, natural looking man.
1: Yeah. I don't like don't. it when
0: it's like a little landing strip and it's like, okay, I want to know that you hit puberty.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're going to
0: see me fully naked, you're going to be like, oh, he's, he's hit puberty. Yeah. So it's, it's like, guys, if you want women to like your balls, trim them, shave them, it'll be easier on them. And you will actually like it more because you will feel the contact on your balls. Yeah. Um, same with your butthole. I mean, some guys are hairy down there.
1: Totally. Yeah. Right? And it, it kind of gets in the way for a lot of guys. I've I've gone to do colonoscopies on some guys that are so hairy that it, it's like a sweater back there, and I'm like, where in, where the hell is your asshole? You know, that's re- really really hairy back there. So that can't be the greatest thing. And obviously, they're probably not having gay sex uh, or anal sex at
0: least. Yeah. yeah. Also, I can imagine trying to put a dick in there; the hair might get stuck. That cannot feel good.
1: No, definitely not.
0: So they should probably just. Now, I've never waxed that part of my body either. Mm -hmm. um i've only waxed my nostrils and my ears um and those are very exciting yeah Um, that's as far
1: as i did i did do nair one time i don't recommend doing that
0: (laughs) where did you do nair
1: i did it on my legs but also kind of on my butt cheeks itself and um reacted very poorly
0: so you're allergic to nair oh yeah yeah i've done nair on some on my i did it on my legs for a costume once it was fine i didn't have a negative reaction
1: yeah. So, you know, test a small little area before you go crazy with that. That's all I'm saying. And as far as shaving the balls, um, you want that skin to be nice and taut. taut. So you don't want to run a electric razor over um, a rigid, a ridged uh, scrotal skin because you're just going to nick your balls all up. So the secret to shaving your balls is keeping it nice and taut.
0: Yeah. Um. Or if you're going to use clippers, put the little guard on it. Cause yeah even that's better than nothing. Right. Uh, yeah, or you can use a razor, but once again, you gotta pull that skin really tight and clean and make sure you're yeah, in warm water and all that good stuff. That's yeah. a whole episode. Yeah. Um, now, let's see, as far as that at tops, yes, tops, be patient. Um, the bottom is always in control because if the bottom says pull out, that's it, the game's over. Right. Um, now, how about fisting? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um- this is a a question I get from a lot of people Um, fisting is a whole different ball game. When I talk about cleaning, you, you you better be cleaning out for fisting unless you want a big mess, because that's a big, that's a lot of area that you're going to cover. I personally have never experienced it, but I reached reached out to the fisting community um, for a kink podcast. I did to ask, you know, how you know how do you prepare for it you know what are the myths that i can bust about it cuz a lot of people automatically assume because somebody gets a fist up their butt that they're going to be incontinent and have to wear diapers when they're 70 you know is you know is it true is it not true so you know a lot of guys will say well the cleaning out process starts by having a very light diet diet the day before um i'll do shit like 8 hours before and then i'll do another uh, douche about an hour before and then again, about 15 minutes before, um, you mentioned, oh,
0: wow, that's a, so that's a whole day's prep too. Yeah. Days. I mean, it's,
1: it's, yeah. a, it, this is, the, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and then like we talked about earlier about how to make the whole stretch, you use that stretch technique that I talked about. You do one finger at a time. So put one in and then another, and then, you know, three, and then gradually, you know, slowly work your way in. It's always better uh, for fisters to have someone who knows what they're doing for for, for fisting
0: for the fisting uh, bottom.
1: yeah it's always better to have an experienced fist top um, because they know how to read your cues they know how to make sure that you're not hurt um, you know never use substances while you're while you're fisting uh, because substances make you lose your Chemical substances make you lose your ability to connect with the sensations down there, and you can get really hurt. And I've seen people, you know, get ripped or torn or perforated, and have to have emergency surgery, which is not what you want. So there's a safer way to do it by, um, you know, cleaning out lubrication, staying off drugs during it, um, and uh, just um, having someone who's experienced and can read your cues. Um, oh, that doesn't look. That looks like it hurts. I better, you know, not do it so hard. Um, so as far as the whole um idea about how long it's it stays stretched open your your asshole how long does it stay stretched o- stretched open um they tell me you know as it depends on the size of what goes in there and the duration of the experience so if you have someone shoulder deep up your ass for uh you know three or four hours it's going to take a while to go down but if, it's, if, but if it's less than that and for a less amount of time, it's going to go back down to normal pretty quickly. Right. So, yeah, it's um, definitely not for everybody, but it's definitely something that happens. And there's some, you can scroll through Twitter and find some very interesting videos.
0: My thing when it comes to fisting, I always think, how did you discover that was the next level? So for me, I always say, Sergio, you only have two hands. You only have two nipples and you only have one penis. So Mm -hmm. each one of those hands is busy with any of those two things, any of the combination of that. The others are unattended. So don't go so far that you need a third hand to get there. (laughs)
1: Because
0: you're not going to be able to grow a third hand. Well, Well,
1: yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't, I definitely don't have any sort of shaming or, yeah. um, or negativity towards the fisting community in any way. If they, if that's what gets you off, that's great. That's awesome. It's just, um, it, it's not for everybody, but if it's for you, Hey, great. But it, it's funny in the community, you'll see, you'll see guys who message each other for hookups and, you know, ask how, how big is it? And some people have Pretty big equipment, but it's still not big enough. And you're thinking, geez, what are they? Do they want a baseball bat up there? Geez, what's going on?
0: (laughs) I didn't play sports in high school. Damn it.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, it's interesting how people get to that next level, but, um, and how it, you know, just a a penis isn't enough sometimes.
0: Well, because earlier you said, you know, prostate is about three inches in. So when you think of you actually hitting the prostate, you don't need a forearm to make that happen. Right, so exactly. Clearly, we're beyond the prostate at this point. Yeah. So you're waking up every muscle nerve ending in yeah. your body. Also, it is an interesting sensation to feel someone's heartbeat on your arm.
1: Right. Exactly. And for and for the bottom, you know, it it must feel good more deeply because there are people who do it. Otherwise yeah. they wouldn't do it, right?
0: I, I have been told by a few guys who who've been fisted the coming out sensation feels amazing.
1: Yeah. So a lot of, yeah, it's kind of like how anal beads work. I was just
0: thinking anal beads. Oh my God, you and I are like connected.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) so apparently, apparently with anal beads, the the secret is to pull them out as you're coming. So
0: it's not something you just putting in and out. I thought you put them in. I've never played with anal beads. I have to admit. So don't have put.
1: You can put them in and, and kind of put them in and put them out and put them in and put them out. But the, the, for the bottom, the real major sensation is when you pull that string of beads out as they're coming. Because ah. it's like it's like going up against the prostate as it comes out. Just like, you oh. know.
0: Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, huh. there's a good seminal beads. Anyone want to practice? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a show and tell. <laughs> I wear a bow tie. Um, very OK. That I, now I have my mind's like busy now visualizing all of this Thanks, I need to do today in addition to. <laughs> <Andre>. <laughs> um, okay. No, I think this was good. So hopefully if you're a straight man out there and you're listening to this, there's nothing wrong to have someone play with your butthole. Maybe you should Definitely. play with your butthole. And like I tell every guy, look, you cannot expect to play in the mud and get dirty. Sometimes you're going to get dirty. Exactly sometimes
1: shit happens exactly
0: unattended yeah yeah
1: and like like i say as well you know butt stuff it doesn't have a gender it doesn't have a sexuality
0: everybody's got one there's a lot of pleasure down there why not enjoy it yeah and if you're concerned because you're hairy uh, uh men like some men love that they love oh yeah
1: animal.
0: oh they gosh They want to just part that red, you know, just part it and go to town. Um, My best friend's really hairy. Not because I've seen his butthole, because he's told me. Um, So if if that's a concern of yours, get it waxed. I hear it feels amazing to have your butthole waxed. Again, not something I've ever done, but I hear it feels good. I know nostrils feel amazing, so I definitely promote... Waxing your nostrils. So want to do your butthole. Maybe not at, at the same place. Maybe you have to go to a special place. <laughs> <laughs> so if people want to get a hold of you, Dr. Carlton, where they can find you on TikTok. What's your TikTok handle? Or what are your handles? Period. Yeah.
1: So so for TikTok and Instagram, it's the same. It's D-O-C-T-O-R-C-A-R-L-T-O-N. Dr. Carlton all spelled out. Um, so uh I I respond to all of my instant messages and direct messages on both platforms, just to make sure that i'm able to answer questions that are private and personal from people if they want to know more. Uh, I do also have a Twitter handle that's Dr underscore Carlton, uh, which is just I just kind of started that one and then we're building a website right now uh, Dr for um, some uh, future endeavors that, that will come along soon.
0: So if you guys have any questions or you want to send them a picture of your butthole, now you know where to send it.
1: <laughs> and, yeah. And speaking about that, I, one of the things, it just kind of put a little bit of, of seriousness in the, in the situation. Um, I've had people contact me from middle Eastern countries where it's illegal to, to be gay and have anal sex and they could be executed for it. I mean, we're talking death penalty stuff. And they would say to me on my Instagram, hey, I've got a real problem down there. Um, and I had anal sex, I'm terrified that I have an STD. And if I do, then they could execute me. If I go to the doctor, what do I do? So I'll, you know, a couple of times I've said, in this case, it's okay for you to send me a picture of your butthole vanishing style so I can at least take a look at it, let you know what I think's going on to reassure you. And nine times out of 10, it's just been a hemorrhoid. So okay, no death, no death penalty today. It's just hemorrhoids. I mean, that's that's how incredible this platform has been for me. Not not only is it just talking about sex, but it's life and death for some people.
0: Yeah, and also the discomfort, especially if you live in that kind of culture. The discomfort to bring that up and talk to someone about it without you feeling shameful or embarrassed, and it's a difficult thing to talk about. Yeah um uh, yeah definitely well good i hope that people do reach out to you and i hope that if you are listening to this episode that you'll be encouraged to eat your partner's ass out tonight absolutely Hey, let me Gosh. know how it goes send me a don't send me a video just send me notes <laughs> um, i can gather my circle of friends and give you some tips <laughs> just the <a> tip <laughs> all, right. all right dr carson now i'm going to ask you rapid fire questions Say, okay you know what i'm asking you answer however they you feel you need to. And yeah. So what have you discovered about yourself due to the pandemic? That I have tremendous anxiety. What is something most people don't know about you? Uh,
1: Most people don't know I have kids.
0: What are three things on your bucket list?
1: Number one, go to Australia for gay gay Mardi Gras. Uh, Number two, uh, a trip to New Zealand. And number three, Uh, Japan.
0: If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? I'd
1: love to go to Greece, to Mykonos, because it's like, it's supposedly gay heaven in in August.
0: The gay heaven (laughs) with someone massaging (laughs) your prostate and giving you a blowjob at the same time. (laughs) Well, it's more of a permanent thing, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Describe yourself
1: in three words. Kind, uh, generous, and loving. What song takes you to your happy place? got to be something by Britney Spears. Anything by Britney Spears. (laughs) Gay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What is the thing you're most afraid of? Dying. Describe the perfect kiss in three words.
1: Sensuous, sexy, and hot.
0: What is the most delightful word you can think of? love if you were running for office what would be your campaign slogan
1: be good to one another
0: and what have you done that you are most proud of that's a
1: tough one because there's been so much that i've been really proud of raising my two children with my husband
0: well thank you so much for doing the podcast i really appreciate you uh joining us and sharing your knowledge and anyone listening again do not be shy to reach out to dr carlton and See what you can learn. And um, any tips you I give you is just from my own personal experience. He's basing it on science. So, hey, <laughs> with between the two of us, we've got your butt taken care of. That's right. Um, always keep your nails trim in case you find someone who wants to be fisted. You never know when the opportunity yeah. is going to come up.
1: Right. You could uh, be a puppeteer and didn't even know it.
0: Exactly. Say, ah. Uh, <laughs> All right, sir. Well, thank you so much. You have a great one, and I uh, will see you on the social media network world, if that's what you call it. We all have a story. What's yours? What's yours? What's yours? What's yours?